podcasters. Thank you all so much for always being there for us, for loving us, for supporting us. And we give God all the glory and honor for you. I want to thank my pastors for taking me out in the streets and teaching me how to outreach. Thank you, Pastor, for all that you do in our church. Thank you, Pastor, for showing us how to stay strong. Thank you, Pastors, for everything that you've done in my life, my family, and I just appreciate you. And I just want to thank the pastors for the messages that they uh, give everyone. Uh, really make a difference in people's lives. Thank you so much, Pastors, for being here, teaching us the Word of God, and always being there for your church. Thank you, Pastors. Love you guys. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Pastors, for all the encouragements and the preaching. God bless you all. Thank you, Pastor, for always speaking truth and remaining faithful. I appreciate you. Thank you, Pastor, for always showing me how to be better at, at what I do here. Thank you, Pastor, for just for your direction and your guidance and for teaching me. So grateful for all the, the wisdom that's been imparted to my life. Thank you, pastors, for everything that you do for us, even though sometimes we don't see all the sacrifice you do for your people. Gracias, pastores, por enseñarnos la palabra que hemos aprendido mucho de ustedes. I want to thank God for bringing me to this church. For all my pastors, I am blessed. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to serve in the church. Thank you, Pastor, for always making me feel at home. Thank you, Pastor. I just want to say thanks to all my pastors. They've always been there to take care of me, to pray for me, and I just thank God for them. I just want to thank all the pastors, every all the commitment that they that they do, and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, pastors, for all your encouragements and love. Thank you, pastors, for all your help and support in every detail of my life. I really appreciate you all. Thank you. Thank you to our pastors for just showing your love and encouragement to our church and just fighting to keep us open and available for the community. Hi, I just want to say thank you to all my pastors who bless me every Wednesday and Sunday. Thank you. Thank you pastors for always being welcoming to my family and for opening up a place where we can have church and be a community. You know, I'm thankful for the pastors, you know what I'm saying, for like spreading the word and always being amazing, always preaching, always doing good things for me. So. Thank you. Pastors, just thank you for all your leadership and thank you for keeping the church open uh, during COVID. Uh, thank you for all you did to make my baptism the special day it was. And thank you for, the, for being such a great example of living a life of faith. Thank you, pastors, for all the hard work that you guys do to keep this congregation going. I love you. Thank you. I just want to thank you, pastors, for um, God has used you guys very much to pour into my life and walk alongside me to become the man who I am today. I just want to thank you. Uh, pastors, I just want to thank you for being that example. It's just an encouragement and inspiration to me. And I want to continue to practice that in my life. Thank you, Pastor, for always calling me and checking on me in those opportune times. Thank you, Pastor, for being a, a good example for our marriage. Thank you, Pastors, for being strong pillars in the church and your commitment. Thank you, Pastor, for keeping our school open during this tough time for my girls. Thank you, Pastors, for staying strong through adversity and teaching us to do the same. Thank you, Pastor, for taking care of the church. Thank you, Pastor, for your kindness. Thank you, Pastors, for always being available for us. Thank you, Pastors, for everything that you all do. I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for never compromising. And thank you for teaching us how to be grounded and rooted in our faith. I truly appreciate all of you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give God praise, amen. Give God praise in this place this morning. He's worthy of our praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I know that you guys came excited to hear the Word of God this morning. Uh, before we get into the Word of God, um, we don't want to go any further without recognizing our senior pastors, Pastor Richard, Sister Nancy Salazar. We truly love and appreciate you both and, and, and all the sacrifice uh, that you have given for this church and for all the lives that have been transformed through the power of Jesus Christ and, and because of your exampleship, uh, because of your commitment uh, and faithfulness, uh, we honor you this morning. And oh my goodness, amen, amen. I believe they have been pastoring for over 40 years. Is that correct? Over 40 years. That is, that is longer than I've been on this earth. <laughs> but they, still, they are still so youthful, and I thank God for that. Amen. I thank God that, that we have pastors who believe in the next generation, and who not only believe, but who invest in the next generation. They truly do. Growing up here in church, uh, I'm, I, I'm a living testimony as to them believing and investing in the next generation. And so I thank you for that. And, and uh, uh, man, let's all stand to our feet this morning. I want to have them come up. We have a special gift basket for them. And the Holy Spirit is putting it upon my heart to pray for them this morning. So if they can come forward. And if... if I, if I could have all the pastors and the pastor's wives, uh, please join me on the stage here. All the pastors and the pastor's wives, we're going to pray for them this morning. God is putting it heavy on my heart to pray for them. And so, man, so appreciative. I can't even put it into words, uh, the, the, the impact uh, that has been uh, made in, in, in my life and, and I'm sure every single individual here. And so thank you once again for your faithfulness. Um, for, for, for staying in the battle, amen, when, when, when uh, uh, most of us would have just said, forget it, um, you guys have, have really, really stood, um, because I know, because God is faithful to you, and so we're going to pray for, for many, many more years, amen, of God's faithfulness upon their lives, and upon our church, amen, and upon our fellowship, amen, let's pray this morning, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I pray right now, Lord God, over our pastors, Father God. Lord God, for your continued wisdom upon their lives, Heavenly Father. For your continued discernment, Lord, as they lead our fellowship, Father God. That you would give them insight, Lord God. That you would give them new vision, Father. I pray right now, Father God, for, Lord God, longevity in their lives, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I pray for good health. Father God, upon their lives right now, Lord God. I pray, Father God, over their family, Lord God. Lord God, I, I pray against every attack, every lie from the enemy that tries to attack their minds, that tries to attack their household, Lord God. I come against it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we come against the enemy. 
We come against the lies of the enemy right now, Father. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for their example, Lord God. We thank you for the legacy that has been left, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for all those lives, Lord God, who are going to do even greater things, Lord God, for your honor and, gl and glory, Lord God, and for your kingdom building, Father God. But we thank you for our pastors, Heavenly Father, for their sacrifice, Lord God, giving their lives, Lord God, to do your work, Lord God. We know it takes a special individual, Lord God, and this is a special couple here this morning, Father God. We lift them up to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's give God praise this morning. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Dan and, and the pastors and pastor's wives. We so appreciate our pastors on staff here. They are so, we wouldn't be able to do anything without their prayers, without their support, without their, their guidance and wisdom. Thank you, congregation, on behalf of my wife, myself. You make it easy to pastor here in this church because of folks like you who love God, who put God first, uh, who serve the Lord. You make it a blessing for my wife and myself to be a part of this congregation. Thank you so very much. We honor you also. For the popcorn. Praise God. Amen. Let's give him a hand this morning. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We love our pastors. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated uh, this morning. What a blessing it is to, uh, to give honor where honor is due. Amen. The Bible says that. So uh, praise God. We're fulfilling God's uh, will even in doing, in doing that. So uh, in, in that vein and in that light this morning, I do want to uh, sh share a message. And we're going to be reading out of Jeremiah 3.15 in just a moment. Uh, but before we do that, we want to take a, a minute to welcome anyone that's here with us visiting for the very first time. You're an answered prayer this morning. We pray that God will bring uh, special VIPs in uh, to worship with us. So if that's you, it's your first time, we want to just give you a hand. If you could let us know who you are by, by raising your hand up. Praise God. God bless you right here. Thank you so much for, for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Anyone else this morning, praise God. Amen. We appreciate you being here. And uh, praise God, if, if, uh, if anyone else is, as well is here for the first time, you don't want to raise your hand, uh, that's fine. We have a special VIP guest room um, outside these doors, down the hall to my left. There's another set of double doors. Uh, we have a VIP guest area with some refreshments uh, and information we'd love to share with you regarding all the things taking place here at New Harvest. So uh, immediately after the service concludes, uh, if you just take a couple moments, make your way back there. We'd love to just uh, meet you in person. So again, thank you so much for being here. Church, let's give it up for them one more time. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Praise God. So as we know and as we heard, uh, today is, is uh, today and this month is uh, Pastors and Clergy Appreciation Day. And uh, it's, it's a blessing to honor, as I said, to place uh, honor where honors do. And, you know, we, throughout the year, we... Um, spend time and dedicate honor to different 
different holidays. I mean, we just celebrated Grandparents' Day uh, recently. That was a blessing. Then you have Father's Day. You have Mother's Day. You have Memorial Day, uh, Veterans Day, and, and on and on. There are so many times that we get to honor uh, those that God has blessed us with that, that are, are in our lives and are making a difference in this world. And, and today we're going to do that in this month and uh, thank, to thank God for our pastors and leaders that, that God's placed in our lives to bless us. You know, I think back, and we're going to get ready to read out of Jeremiah 3.15 in just a moment, but I think of the many years uh, that I've, I've been serving God for, for a few years, and uh, I think of, of, of my pastors who, through the years, have prayed for me. In those critical times of my life where I needed prayer, where I needed something to take place, they've corrected me. They've encouraged me. They've gone to practical steps of showing up at my front door with, with groceries just to bless our household, remembering a birthday, preaching to me, being an example to me, being patient with me. They've listened. They've spent time. As Pastor Dan said, they've invested. They believed. And again, from the most deepest spiritual things that we have been taught in hearing the Word of God, there have been the practical ways that they've made a difference and have been there for, for me and my wife and all of us, I know. And all in all, it's because of their heart and sacrifice of commitment to give their life to the furtherance of the gospel so that you and I can, can make it into the kingdom of heaven. Now we know our Lord Jesus Christ, He's our Savior. He's the one that paid the price for us and deserves all the honor and glory. But God has placed key people and pastors and leaders in our lives to, to help bless us, to help teach us, to instruct us. The Bible says here, we're going to read this and then we're going to pray. Jeremiah 3, 15, And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Praise God. If you could agree with me, let's bow our heads and we pray. Lord, we come before you, God. We're so grateful this morning for all that you've done in our lives, oh God. We thank you, God, for the sacrifice, Lord, that, that you've made for us, God. We thank you for our salvation, God, for paying the price, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, today for our pastors, Lord Jesus, for uh, the sacrifice that they have made for you and for us as well, my God. And Father, I pray that you would just continue to help them, praying for manifold blessings upon each and every one in this place and each and every one watching online, Lord. And we just pray that you would continue the good work that you've begun. We thank you. We ask in Jesus' name. And we all say, amen. amen. Praise God. I want to minister a message entitled, The Good Shepherd, in light of Pastor's Appreciation Day. And if we're going to talk about the blessing of pastors and who they are, we have to first start with the very first, with, with the Good Shepherd, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father. He is a Good Shepherd. The Bible says in Ezekiel 34, 11 and 12, it says, For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. Now here the word of God was going out to the, to the children of Israel, to his people. But it gives us a glimpse in the character of God and who he is. He says, 
I will search for and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. Each and every one of us are here in this place this morning because our loving God, our Heavenly Father is a shepherd. He's a good father that, that desires to have us dwell with him, to have us dwell in relationship with him. It's not God's will that, that anyone, the Bible says, that anyone would perish, but that all would come to, to repentance, that all would have eternal life. That's God's will. And the beautiful plan about it, the beautiful fact is that if you are here this morning and you've, you've come into the house of God and, and you've approached the throne of God to worship Him, to love Him, to be saved, to, to follow Him, it was first God's doing. Yes, you and I are in a place of decision and we have to say yes or no to, to receive the, the plan of salvation and the Lordship of Jesus Christ. But before we get to that point, it is because our Heavenly Father is a good shepherd and He draws us. The Bible says that no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit first draws Him. So the very fact that you and I are, are saved, are believers, it's because of what God did first. He's a good shepherd. He loved you and I. He loves you and I, and He desires that, that we would follow Him each and every day. I know you may have thought that perhaps, well, this situation drew me here and that situation. Who do you think orchestrated all that? It was our loving Father. Through whatever situation transpired, whatever co-worker may have ministered the gospel to you or, or, or your husband or your wife who, who came to know the Lord first or that family member or that friend or that neighbor or that stranger off the street, whoever it was, the Lord orchestrated that because He desires that His sheep would be with Him, that He would be able to love on them and teach us and show us His will. I will be like a shepherd looking for His scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places they were scattered. This morning, if you're in this place and you've been running and you've been trying to live life according to your terms, you see where it gets you. It doesn't get us anywhere. It doesn't get us anywhere, but by the grace of God, here we are and we're in a place to where we could approach the throne of God and receive all that He has for us. And in this scripture, we see God's character, that He's a provider. He provides for you. He owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. He's able to provide in every way for your life. He's our protector. He's the one that loves us, our Heavenly Father. He loves us, His children. He's a just God. In Psalm 84, 11, the Bible says, For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. He's a just God. He sees your labor, your faithfulness, and He will reward. Can you say amen? He's our teacher. In John 14, 26, Jesus says, But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you just, you have to phone a friend? And it seems like there's no one there that can, that can understand what you're going through. And although with words you, you try to, to share and explain what it is, but there's, there's just something deep within that, that you cannot verbalize. God knows what you're going through. God understands what you're going through. And, and the Bible says that He gives us His Holy Spirit to teach us, to show us the way to remind us. And this can be the, the very deepest 
spiritual things of our lives, the deepest hurts and scars on our heart and the deepest things that we go through. But this can also be the most, uh, applied to the most practical things in our lives. What we may call the mundane, the normal things of life. The Holy Spirit wants to teach you in those things as well. I remember recently, just really recently, I, I was uh, from, from my job and for work, I was in a situation and I needed, I needed wisdom and I needed help. And you think, like, who can I call? Let me call this person or that person. But I was just quick and go, go to God. Go to God first. Our loving Father, He knows exactly what's going on. He knows every aspect of my life. And as I seek and I pray to Him for wisdom, God, give me wisdom. Give me help. How do I do this thing? Help me. Can I say that He showed up? Can I say that God gives us wisdom? Even for, yes, the deepest spiritual things of our lives, but even the practical things where you need wisdom. James 1.5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. How many times have our young children or someone come up and ask us for wisdom or direction or, or a question regarding why this is that way or, or how to do this? You don't rebuke them for asking, but with pleasure. You teach them. You show them the way. You explain it to them, and it's a million times over with our loving Father. You just have to call out to Him. Try it. Give it a try. There's no detail in your life that He's not concerned about. Sometimes we could invite Him just into the big situations in our life, right? But we forget all these other things, and then sometimes we have to just call Him, yes, even for the small things, for wisdom. And He takes pleasure in it. He takes pleasure in it. Praise God. He's our Good Shepherd. He's our Heavenly Father. Now, when we look at our Good Shepherd and who God is to us, there's a few traits that we can look at that give us a characteristic and a glimpse of how loving He is to us. And this applies for each and every one of us. First and foremost, He gave His life for you and I. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24 that He personally carried our sins in His body on the cross so that we could be dead to sin and live for what is right. By His wounds, you are healed. I'll say that again. By His wounds, you are healed. That is a promise this morning for someone in this place. You're believing God for, for healing. You're believing God for physical healing. There's perhaps an ailment in your life. And you're believing God. This is, this is a promise for you that by His wounds you are healed. Receive that in Jesus' name this morning. For your sickness, for your con condition, by His wounds you are healed in Jesus' name. In John 10, 11, he says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. That's who God is to us. He sacrificed everything for you and I. He's the overseer of our souls. In 1 Peter 2, 25, for you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseers of the overseer of your souls. This is a beautiful truth. He's concerned with everything that you go through. He's concerned with the situations that you face. Sometimes we think that God is too big to, to involve himself in the small details of our life, but he's concerned with every issue and every detail. You know, and I, I've told this story many times before, but it's, it's just such a, a beautiful reminder of how God's moved in my life as a teenager. I came to know the Lord, and, and it was all new to me, and you know, I, I grew up with some semblance of, of religion and knowing that there was God and Jesus, the things we learn in Sunday school, right? I, I knew about that, but that's pretty much the extent. 
But as I, I came to know the Lord and I started going to church and serving God, he began to do something in my life and he, and he became real to me. As I opened up the word of God, he began to speak to me in a way that was just so personal. I knew that I knew that I knew that he was real and he was ministering into my life. But as time passes, as, as things transpire, I see that God has gone to the furthest extent to, to cause his will to be done in my life. And you know why? Because I simply desired to serve God. I wanted to serve God. What, and I didn't know exactly and all that meant for me, but I had a desire to be used of God and to serve God. And that is all that it took. And how many know teenagers, you don't have much say in your life, right? You have say in a few things, but whatever your parents give you the right to say, but that's about it. Where you go, where you move, where you live, where you stay, that is for your parents to decide. And I was in that situation. So like, like speaking in terms of situations, I... I didn't know how I was going to serve God. I saw it as impossible. But I remember praying to God. Say, God, make a way. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. Make a way. And can I tell you that God moved mountains on my behalf. God made a way. God changed situations. He touched people's hearts. He made things happen. Why? Because simply it was just, it was a heart. It was his son who said, I want to serve you. And I've got some good news for you, church, that God is no respecter of persons. Can you say amen? If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. If you have a situation, you feel like your back is up against the wall. He is our good shepherd. He's going to make a way. Just call on him. Just ask him, and he will make a way. He is the overseer of our souls. The good shepherd, our heavenly father, he draws us to him. He knows us. John 10, 14. Says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am, and, and am known by my own. He knows you. You might say, no one understands me. God understands you. God knows why this is happening in your life. God knows why you're feeling that way. Even when you and I don't know why it's taking place, God knows. He knows you. And we strive to know him, to know his voice. He says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. In John 10, 27 and 28, my sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me, and I will give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. You know, that passage right there shows me, as it, as it reveals God's character and love for us, that as I am sharing in my personal story, that he will make a way where there is no way. If you want to be saved, God's going to make a way. If you want to stay saved and remain saved serving God, God is going to make a way. There is no situation that he can't change. There is no circumstance that he can't change on your behalf. If you would just have that heart and keep that desire to live for him and strive to live for him, he will make a way. Nothing's too hard for him. Perhaps you're sitting here this morning and there's some things that you're going to be facing this coming week, some situations and there's a big question mark there. You don't yet know the decision to make. God will give you wisdom. God will make a way. Trust in him. Believe in him. And he'll bring it to pass. That word's for someone this morning. He gives us his word. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Psalm 119, 105. God gives us his word to direct us. He is our good shepherd. 
Psalm 37, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. God has got you by the hand, church. My brother, my sister, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. God has it under control. You just keep going forward. You keep trusting God. It may see, seem that things are falling apart around you, near you, next to you, but you keep going forward. Keep serving God. Keep following him. You're shepherd, and he's going to make a way. Can you say amen? Thank you, Jesus. God's going to make a way. He is our good shepherd. And in that, God has now placed in our lives those faithful men and women that God has, has placed as pastors over our lives to direct us and to bless us, to lead us. In Proverbs eleven fourteen, the Bible says, Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. God has placed our pastor in our lives to guide us, to instruct us, to lead us. To open up the scriptures, to share the oracles of God, the deep things of the Lord, to share those things with us. And the Bible says that in that, there's, a sa there's safety in that. Heed the word of God. Heed the instruction that you, that you receive, church, my brother and my sister, for there is safety in that. Sometimes we want to cast, cast off godly advice, right? Because we think we have a better way to do it. Have we ever been there? We think our way is better and we have more of an understanding, but God knows, as I, as, I, as I ministered, God knows our heart and he knows our situation. Trust in him and trust in his word. Trust in the word that you receive from him, for there is safety in that. There's an example in the word of God, and, and it's out of Ezekiel chapter 34. We just recently came out of a midweek series, and we talked about the life of David, King David who, as the Bible says, he was a man after God's own heart. And David was many things. David was a warrior, right? We learned he was a warrior. We learned that he was a worshiper. We learned that he was a lover of God, that he loved God. That's what God said, a man after my own heart. He loved God. But he was also human. And God still used his life to lead his people and Listen to this scripture here in Ezekiel 34, verse 22. It says, therefore, I will save my flock. Again, we hear the, the description here of a shepherd and his flock, right? Therefore, I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be, be a prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will establish one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them, my servant David. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. Now, what's powerful about the life of David, and again, we, we, learned this, uh, we learned this already in our midweek service, but in 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, we learn that, that Goliath here is taunting the people of Israel, that the, the people of Israel on the one, are on one side of the valley, and, and the Philistines, the enemies of God, are on the other side. And, and, and each and every day, Goliath would come out and taunt the people of God. And the children of Israel, the warriors of God, the people of God that were supposed to be victorious for God, they were terrorized and they were paralyzed in fright and they did not move forward. They didn't even go up against Goliath. But here was David. He heard him taunting the people of Israel and he said, we, we know his words, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he would say these things to the, to the people of Israel, to God's holy nation, to God's chosen so the story goes on that King David goes before King Saul, who's the king of Israel at this time. And he says, I'll do it. 
I will take care of this situation, of this problem, of this uncircumcised Philistine. Now we know David was young, but this wasn't David's first battle. David was a worshiper of God. He was a lover of God. And you know what he was? He was a shepherd. He was entrusted with a flock that he had responsibility of protecting. So the story goes on in 1 Samuel 17 that he's telling King Saul, yeah, a, a, a bear came and tried to steal one of my sheep, and a lion tried to come and steal one of my sheep, but I slew them, I killed them. And why did David do this? And there's a parallel here with, with, with our pastors. Why did David do this? Because he valued what God had entrusted to him. He valued the very sheep, and sheep by themselves, right? You'd make, you, you think he could have thought, wow, there's a lion, there's a bear. I'm not going to go up against that for one sheep. But his view was greater than that. He saw that he was a shepherd, that he had a responsibility to take care of those that God entrusted to him. So he went to battle for him, and he was victorious, right? Because he had a righteous heart. And that's the beauty of our pastors, as we pray for our pastors, as we think about them, as we remember them in our prayers, that, that God has entrusted his flock, his children to them. What a responsibility. Can you say amen? What a heavy responsibility. Imagine the problems and issues that you have in your own life. Sometimes it's enough to make us go crazy, right? But think about that a hundred times over. Think of the, 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 the question, and you know, because we go to our pastors and we, we share these issues with them and these things, these prayer requests, these things that are heavy on our heart. And have we forgot sometimes that they are human and they have their own situations they're dealing with, right? If we're honest, they are, but they graciously hear and, and, and believe with us in prayer and they graciously take time and, and they, for, for a moment, they forget their own problems, and they think about us and none else. It's the heart of David. David could have thought about his own well-being and his health, that he didn't want his arm taken off by a bear or a lion, but no, he valued so much what God had entrusted him with. And this is the heart of a pastor that we're blessed with. Our shepherds, our pastors pray for us. In Jeremiah 3.15, in our text, I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it gives instruction to the believer because we all have a part to play in this church, each and every one of us. I said the weight and the responsibility that, pa that pastors have is, is so great because there's going to be an account that's going to be, have to, give it, to be given. In Hebrews 13.17, the Bible says, Obey those who rule over you. And be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. Wow, what a profound responsibility. Can you say amen? They watch out for your souls and those who must give account. That's heavy, church. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. So you ask, what can I do? What does God want for me? In this discussion of, of pastors, appreciation day, and, and, and talking about pastors, pray for your pastor. Pray for us. We need it. Pray for your pastors. And as Jesus said, love God with all your heart. There's many things that could be said about the responsibilities of the believer when it comes to this, but, but I, I would put up there prayer 
and love God with all your heart. Be faithful to what God's called you to do, brother and sister, as we all are trying to do that. Amen. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus said to, to him, Thou shalt love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Let this sum up everything that we apply our lives to. Let us love God. And in doing that, that affects every aspect, every area of our life. It affects how you're going to treat people, how you're going to talk to people. It's going to affect how important you see it is as winning the world for Christ. Everything, it applies to everything in our life. Let our pastors be showered with our prayers. And believer, take up the mantle and do what God's called you to do. And each and every day that you say, yes, Lord, I will love you with all my heart, that is going to translate, and that's going to mean that this morning, that today, you're going to be at your post there in ministry so that you could be an example to, to someone. When someone needs prayer, you're going to pray for them. When someone needs a word of encouragement, you're going to encourage them. When someone needs help across the street, you're going to help them. Why? Because as you love God, you understand that as you do it to Him, you're doing it to, to the world. Can you say amen? As you do it to the world, you're doing it to Him. Love God. Prayers and love God. And I close with this passage as our worship team makes their way up. 1 Peter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God. And this is an encouragement to pastors Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Thank God for the examples God's placed in our lives. Can you say amen? I thank God for it. In verse 4, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So pastors in this house, our senior pastor and our pastors on staff and every pastor in this place, I appreciate you. And I just remind you that in verse 4, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Stay in the good fight. Keep doing the great job that you're doing because it's making a difference. It's making a difference. Can you all agree with me? Amen. It's made a difference in my life, and I know it's making a difference in each and every one of our lives because of your sacrifice, your willingness to serve and sacrifice day in and day out. And believer, serve God. Pray. Pray for us. Pray for your pastors. And love God with all your heart all your mind and all your soul. And as we do that, each and every one of us will be doing what God has called us to do. And in that, we'll be able to win the world for Jesus Christ. Can you say amen this morning? You receive that? Let's give God praise in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you, God. We thank you for your grace. Thank you, Father God, for your mercy and your truth. Hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed tonight.